Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Introducing Gatekeeper from Calyptic Security. Zero trust access securing RDP and SSH connections with two-factor authentication without open ports to the internet, client installs, or VPN. Two years of partner-driven development brings audit-friendly access across all types of devices. Reduce stress and implement proper safeguards as advised by the FBI, NSA, and DHS, all in a purpose-built solution for small businesses. Interested? Learn more by visiting calyptics.com gatekeeper, and when you do, tell them Carl sent you. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another, another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Daniel Welling, who is from somewhere in the middle of the UK. What did you say, Marlow? Marlow, correct, yes. Marlow. Yep, Marlow. Uh, west of London. West so, of London. Thanks for being here. So um, the, our topic today is acquisition versus organic growth. But before we get into that, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? So you were an MSP and you found it too successful, so you decided to sell out. Exactly, exactly right. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess when I when I started, uh, they they weren't actually called MSPs, and I'm not actually sure when the MSP term actually became a became a thing. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I I started in the mid 90s selling I, I would say selling solutions so hardware software novell networks and windows servers when they started and early early email uh, platforms and uh, uh, as you do develop develop over time got got the ambition to start a business so in the in the early noughties started a, an it support business um focused at focused at smes um and uh, yeah, six, six years ago, completed that 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 part of uh, part part of life and uh, and exited the business in a in a trade sale. Um, so uh, so yes, and uh, yeah, so I, I think somewhere between uh, the early noughties and uh, 2014 was when the MSP term was born. Uh, uh, perhaps perhaps you know actually when it was when it came uh, about. Well, the first time I used it in a book title, uh, I was writing a book. Uh, on service agreements, and I added the subtitle, I think this is 2006, I added the subtitle, A Quick Start Guide to Managed Services. So it would be, <laughs> even though it wasn't the title of the book, uh, that's the subtitle of the book so that I could catch that wave. So, uh, so I think 2005, 2006 is about the time that that term came into use. So uh, but flat fee IT support had sort of been evolving for about five years, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yep. Uh, cool. So you sold your business, and then uh, you you've been basically doing some coaching and uh, some writing for MSPs. Uh, yeah, and quite quite by accident, actually, it, it wasn't wasn't the intention. Um, uh, I've got a a, a passion. Uh, an interest, a passion for for motorsports, and um, I'm I'm still working on that on that part of my my career. To be honest, uh, that might be the next one. 
maybe maybe the next one after this and uh, uh, so so yeah and to, to 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 be honest i thought i thought at the time i, I you know i was uh, i was done with with the it market um and uh, and coincidence um led me to um about a year after after the exit uh, taking on a role with uh, with the acquirer and, uh, and and actually that led me to the msp community which i i i'd not been a part of at all whilst uh, whilst in true true msp life if you if you like so um so yeah uh start started uh, started going along to uh um i think it was probably a vendor event first um maybe auto task and then got talking to someone and and then they suggested comp comp tier so then i went to comp tier and then um uh and then then started going along to um there's a uh, an SBSC group uh, in Reading, um, which is near, well in between Reading and Oxford, I guess. Um, so, so started started attending that, and uh, yeah, I, I was just uh, just amazed at how open and friendly the the MSP community was, and um, I feel uh, I feel a, a little bit disappointed that I that I'd not discovered it before. I know. So, um, so you yeah. didn't know that this huge community existed. Not, not at all. You were in business for ten years, more plus, than 10, 20 years. Plus, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, and so now, one of the things I do whenever I I meet a new or talk to a new MSP, I, I'm always saying, do do you do you network? Do you talk to others? Um, and uh, you know, I, I signpost people to towards the, the the groups that you know that I'm aware of or that I think might might suit them so yeah big, big evangelist of uh, of msp networking now and uh, um and it and it was it was that experience that led me to to realizing that you know what i'd done before kind of had a had a value um right. and uh yeah just just very happy to talk to people offer an opinion and and then that 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 sort of led accidentally to someone saying, "Well, perhaps I could pay you for it," and uh, and I thought, "Oh, maybe maybe there's uh, maybe there's something in this." And uh, yeah, that that's you know that's really led over the last couple of years to developing into uh, as as we like to in the MSP world, sort of productizing some some offerings and uh, yeah, pr- pr- predominantly predominantly mentoring. Um, Mostly one to one, almost entirely one to one, and uh, and then some other services around uh, uh, recruitment and, and mergers and acquisitions, which are you know, effectively subtopics of mentoring and and being in being in the MSP world, really. Right. I think the first time I visited the user group in Reading was in two thousand and six, because wow. uh, I remember I I went there. I went to SMB Nation had an event in Amsterdam, and then. My family and I went to that and then came over to the UK and wandered about and uh, went to Oxford. And, and then somebody from Microsoft would like pick me up at night and I would, I would vacation with the family in the day. And then at, in the evening, Robbie would come and pick me up and we'd go to Reading or to London or, or to Manchester and, and uh, you know, do a meeting. And then I would come back late at night uh, and then go touristing the next day. So. Uh, really great groups in the UK and still some of them are still very active today. So uh, a lot of the groups in the U S have kind of faded away, but uh, I think there'll be a little bit of a resurgence once the uh, pandemic is over and people decide that they actually want to leave their houses. I think it'll be another opportunity. So, Um, so let's talk about the acquisition versus organic growth. So 
Um, this is, we're talking specifically about getting new clients. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, and so what do you, let's define those two terms. What is organic growth to you? So o- organic growth would be um, using a marketing and sales uh, mix of tools and processes and techniques and technologies to to effectively create a brand new customer relationship um, that, that didn't exist before um, and, and probably is the result of uh, being very deliberate about how you go about um, making those those relationships so deciding what you know typically what your niche is um, drawing up a short list of prospects um, uh, marketing to them, educating to them, um, picking up the phone and talking to them, uh, turning up at events that they're at, um, putting out content that's relevant to, to them and their their market, um, and uh, and and then at the point when they're ready to to uh, to, to engage, um, that you you are who they think of, and uh, and then you can actually start the process of of. Uh, new business uh, sales or relationship building uh, once uh, once they're ready to once they're ready to to engage. So that that's what I would call organic, and uh, you know, lots of lots of different lots of different ways of approaching that. Okay, and so then what is acquisition? So a- acquisition is where you are uh, uh, acquiring uh, either the uh, the the entire share capital of a of a of a business, um, and therefore all of its uh, assets and liabilities. So it's uh, it's its customers, its contracts, its staff, um, its uh, its its brand, its reputation, etc. Um, uh, um, or acquiring a, uh, a a list of customers in the form of a of an asset purchase, where you're leaving the uh, the, the 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 remaining business and liabilities less it's less it's uh, it's msp customers uh, behind with the uh, with the original owner um so uh, and and actually you know bet- between those two acquisition styles there's you know there's a uh, there's pr- probably another topic uh, another half hour chat just around uh, p- picking right. the bones out of those two but uh, but yeah it's it's buying ready-made customers in you know and, and, a, and a sugar rush if you like of uh, of intake of, uh, of those customers and their their revenue and their opportunities so um so i like that so just so folks know so we're recording this mid-december for airing mm-hmm. in january um is the mergers and acquisition frenzy uh, still going wild in the UK or just getting started or where, where is it? In the US, it's been going on for five years. Uh, yeah, and I think um, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think frenzy is a good word actually. Um, and, and, and I'm pretty, pretty sure that was in a news item I was reading earlier as, uh, as well um, as, uh, as there are some, uh, some very active um, players in in the market that are um, that that are you know not just announcing an acquisition um, here and there you know they are oh by the way we've bought another two this month and uh, did did you not buy two the month before as well and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, yeah and you know with the 
as with, as with anything, you put enough um, intent, momentum, and uh, you know, resources behind it, then you know, you can you can make that happen. Um, I think um, uh, for for the a more natural and sustainable um, approach would probably be, you know, a, a, an MSP acquiring someone every year to two years um, in order to um, uh, well properly digest. The, uh, the, right. the the meal before moving on to the to the next one because well, uh, it's interesting because that whole concept uh, I like that of uh, digesting the meal before you move on uh, the um, seems to me if you do organic growth as you've defined here you protect your brand much more easily because you take your brand out to the world and say this is who we are this is what we stand for this is how we do business this is what we do you know come, you know, be, let us take care of you, be part of our family, where acquisition, uh, you may be buying a list of people who have been served very, very differently by a company with different values, different processes, different procedures. Certainly they have different uh, uh, technicians. Mm -hmm. Um, They may be using different set of tools. So uh, it just seems to me that keeping your brand consistent is much more difficult in a world of acquisition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think um, the, the assimilation of one business into another, um, uh, which probably sounds, makes it sound quite one, one-sided, uh, it's probably the wrong word because I think in all, uh, in all the, the engagements that I've been in, involved in, there's actually, it's actually been quite, quite two ways. So, you know, you learn, as much, you know, the the acquired learns as much from the acquirer and and, and vice versa, um, and uh, and and you could say that that any acquisition is in fact a merger, um, just subject to who, who ends up owning the business after after the uh, the <laughs> transaction is complete. Um, so, but yeah, you're quite you're quite right. You know, even even if you had two MSPs and they both use the same PSA and the same technology stack um and uh, you know followed the same standards you, you would still find differences between them and some of those differences could impact and be you know noticeable to the customers um in terms of what experience they receive and you know how they how they view the business so you might you might buy something that in improves your your street cred as well as uh, <laughs> as well as reducing right so do you um is it been your experience that people acquire businesses in order to get customers primarily, or are they sometimes after a talent or technology? Um, I think in the MSP space, it, it is not so much technology as uh, as the, you know, the, the the tools are widely available. Um, so there's not so much a the technology ip necessarily um and in and in some some regards it's 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 better to actually buy something that is more widely serviced and less less niche and um uh, but uh, but yes yeah, cer- certainly customers would be the the driving factor in any in any deal um uh, and and that actually uh forces the requirement for the additional people um because uh as as I'm, as I'm sure you'd agree, you know, we, we're a people business, not a, not a technology business, and, uh, um, and, uh, and, yeah, you know, it, it is very difficult recruiting MSP experienced people from 
good MSPs um, because they're, you know, why would they why would they leave and go and work for a lesser MSP in uh, potentially? Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, uh, and you know, if you're acquiring organically a customer, you know, one one at a time, then you can much easier plan the the resource requirements for each new customer. Um, but uh, yeah, you take a sugar rush of customers, you you need a much bigger staff base to to deliver uh, and manage um, because it's not just technical; it's commercial people that uh that, that enable the, the msp to, to 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 trade so um so yeah they generally that they're, they're buying they're buying both um but but one is an almost a necessity <laughs> from the from the first one right um and uh have you is part of what you do help uh, msps either acquire or be acquired uh yeah so uh well uh, uh uh, you know, I have a productized offer, which is actually around uh, working for a, an acquisitive MSP that wants to um, really follow a lead generation sales process to build their pipeline of acquisitions. So um, you know, I, I profile the size of business in the area that they want to buy, and then I make contact with them. And, uh, you know, I'm effectively doing lead gen. Um, uh, however, uh in, in my mentoring capacity, you know, I, I'll advise on both buying and selling um, uh, either, either party. And, uh, and where it's the buying party, um, you know, I'll advise on integration topics as well as all of the the activities right the way through to, uh, to to completing a deal, you know, which is not an insignificant feat, but that's that's really where the, the work begins. And I think uh, 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 someone else spoke about you know that the, the first day of of the of the acquisition is actually the completion day rather than the you know the the months before that uh, the, the negotiations and due diligence and uh, uh, took place so um so yeah so uh, the the full the full cycle of uh, um you know wh whoever whoever my my client happens to be I'll I'll advise uh, either either side so generally you work with the buyers more than the sellers um for the productized service yes um uh and uh, yeah i think um uh uh i've not uh i've not had a mentoring client yet be acquired um but uh, it's um it's not uh, outside of the realms of possibility that i that i might advise them on right. uh, on how to uh, how to optimize their position in in that so very good. So uh, take a minute and make sure that we have your website and we'll put it in the notes down below, but go ahead and give people your website in case they want to check it out. Yeah. So it's uh, Wellin MSP, uh, W-E-L-L-I-N-G and then MSP.com. Very cool. All right. Um, so do you work only in the UK? Uh, so far, yes, uh, the UK. Um, uh, although I, the, the, the UK... Um, that does expand uh, outside of uh, the the sort of four nations. Uh, so, uh, so I've, I've actually um, done work in the in the Channel Islands and also Gibraltar, um, but uh, but still still in the UK. So, uh, so I'm spreading <laughs> spreading spreading my wings a little. Right. Okay. Uh, well, and with Brexit, you're probably not likely to take on France and Germany anytime soon. So I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have thought I, I'll be as welcome as I as I was uh, last last year. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Cool. Um, so uh, when you look at, you know, folks who are trying to acquire, 
where do they start? Like um, if I wanted to buy two or three, you know, MSP businesses, what's, where, where do I start other than to call you? Um, it, it, it's got to be around um, d- defining uh, uh, what your, um, what your criteria is, um, which is probably going to be based to some degree on, on what your appetite is. So, um, you know, it, it can, can you buy someone twice the size of you? Well, a- absolutely. Um, uh, and um, however, do you have the ability and the experience to raise the required finance to do that? Um, do you want to take on the risk of borrowing or do you want to dilute ownership by getting private investment? Um, so, you know, uh, pr- probably the majority would would naturally consider perhaps a business the same size or smaller than, than themselves. Um, and then uh, they, they'd need to go through a process of deciding what the value of the likely target would be to then establish if they're affordable. So, you know, are they, do they have retained earnings that they can use to fund the deal? Um, are they borrowing money? Um, uh, you know, do they, do they have, do they have funding? Um, uh, obviously, deal structure can involve an element of not needing the full consideration in advance of the deal, um, uh, seller financing as it's referred to, um, or earnouts, um, performance or contracted. But uh, but either way, you've got to be sure that um, if you're committing to, to a price that you've got the ability to pay that price, um, should, should all of the aspects that, that, the, that the seller meets uh, then the, the buyer's got to have the money so having having the cash available is not a not a bad thing um so uh, so yeah i think it, it's about establishing what the spot the, the likely size then the next thing is establishing what location you'd want to work in so um you know unless you unless you're committed to lots of travel you probably want a business that's that's in the vicinity so that you can um, perhaps even consolidate down and make a saving on office space for example um, so uh, so yeah it's those kind of considerations first and then and then it's desk research um, uh, uh, googling IT support in your town <laughs> or area right. will return you a list of companies then you can use public publicly available information to assess their financial uh, size look at linkedin how many people they employ and you know net that information together find out who the shareholders are and then that's your list and then your list you then start marketing to so you know connect to them on linkedin um uh um send them a letter um uh, give them a phone call, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, any, any and all combination of those. Um, right. So I've bought and sold businesses, but in all cases, I bought and sold to somebody I already knew, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people who, you know, attend local meetings and, you know, I'd, I'd at least casually known them for, mm-hmm. for years. Um, is that common or is it often you know strangers basically that you you discover somebody who is uh, in, in your city or maybe the next city over and you've never even you know heard of them but here they got this business and it's making money and uh, they have a good turnover and so you, you decide that you want to acquire them is that a common thing to to basically be introduced to somebody during the buying process um 
yeah ab absolutely and uh, in, in the same way as organically meeting customers as well um yeah you can uh, you can go out with a uh, you know the intent of generating leads or you can happen upon them uh, or they can be referred to you um so you can meet meet a customer at a, at a party and uh, um or a social setting and uh, oh yeah, you need IT support. I do IT support. That, that's uh, that's that's happy. Right. Oh, you've got an IT company, and I'm looking to buy one. Oh, that's a that's a happy happy coincidence. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I think there is a degree of um, uh, uh, you know a good good proportion of deals do happen through uh, either close or you know within within a network. Um, however, just the same as organic referrals, you can't control those so they, they happen when they happen for the most part so uh, and obviously you can make them ha happen by making your own luck and going out and msp networking for example um, but you go to a comp tier event and there's 200 people in the room the chance of you happening to to sit sit next to the <laughs> the guy that's selling um it's pretty it's pretty random but you've got more chance being there than you have if you don't go so right so um, I've worked with uh, some folks who help people buy and sell. And uh, a lot of them say that uh, buyers don't want to necessarily make it publicly known that they're buying and mm -hmm. sellers don't want to make it publicly known that they're selling. Mm -hmm. So uh, especially in a professional, right, like in a CompTIA type meeting or a yeah. uh, networking event, they don't want to advertise like, I'm, you know, like put it on your name tag buyer mm -hmm. seller um yeah. so how do they find each other well um they, they use uh, uh intermediaries um uh yeah, such as such as such as myself and uh um uh i'm working for two two acquisitive clients at the moment one i am public and the other i'm i'm mass so i'm i'm approaching as me working on behalf of a to be to be disclosed a buyer um, should should there be interest um, and the other is uh, is much more open um, uh, uh, and uh, and you know I think they've both got pros and cons to both parties um, and uh, and so yeah I think um, again going back to the the similarities with organic um, client development you you probably don't necessarily immediately get into conversation with someone about uh, oh uh, can i can i take on your it <laughs> it right, support right. um you you just talk to them generally about their business and on what they're doing and you you exchange ideas and you build a relationship and and the more you talk the closer you get and the more the other party offers the other party and uh, um and uh, yeah you know i was uh, you know, i really don't spend enough time with my family or um you know whatever all oh, right okay so what are you going to do about that i you know i don't know perhaps one day i might sell the business well how about yeah. uh, um so uh, uh you know that that i i think i think it you, you've got to put you just got to put the legwork in i think to those relationships um and uh and if and if you do you you don't know whether it's going to give you a return ne next month or or in 10 years but uh um, but yeah, I think it, it's uh, you know, it's shoe, shoe leather um, and and just being you know very open and and approachable and and, and honest and you know, hopefully people people will like you and then they'll then they'll then they'll trust you and then they'll want to do business with you. Right. So.
So recently um, in my personal life, my accountant sent me a note that he wasn't looking for anything, but he turned 70 and uh, somebody that he knew said, hey, how would you like to sell your business? And I said, yes. And he, you know, he sold the business. And so, you know, now I got to go have my taxes done by the new guy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, and then literally like that was last week and this week he's, uh, posted a picture on Facebook. He's in New Orleans. So, you know, like sold the business and gone. <laughs> um, so with something, you know, like that, uh, how often do people like just get an offer and decide, Oh, I never thought about it, but yeah, I'd, I'd sell this business if you give me enough money. Yeah, good, good question. And I, and I think, uh, well, I just, just thinking about either deals I've been involved in or, or that I, that I know of. And I think, um, uh, I think some are, um, impromptu and, uh, and, and some are, some are more, you know, longer, longer thought about or longer considered. Um, uh, I, I think, um, own, owner age has, has a, you know is a is a big is a big driver to that as as are you know other other life events um and uh and so uh so yeah you know timing timing is uh is 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 critical right um and 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 yeah i guess if um uh if if you if you happen to be approached at the right time then the decision can can be really quick um uh, and uh, and and if you're if you're if you're approached at the wrong time, then the decision might be longer. But <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, we're almost out of time. But you know, uh, when you talked about you, you gave an excellent summary, I guess, of the uh, the marketing and sales process for new customers of uh, creating relationships and and you know determining your niche and doing some you know uh, trolling for prospects and building relationships and. Um, and doing some educational things, holding some events, being top of mind and all of that. That sounds like a lot of work. Is acquiring a business any less work or is it just in the amount of labor per client, you're hoping it'll be a little less labor per new client? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, uh Good, good question about the the amount of effort. Um, I would I would expect. Uh, well, I, I've I've done some analysis around cost, which you could enc encompass effort within, and uh, um, and the the results of that are that basically to acquire um, via acquisition rather than via organic is about three times as much. So. Um, uh, however, you're buying something that's ready-made rather than something right. that you've got to flat pack and assemble yourself. So there's a good deal of cost in that. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think the effort level is pro probably um, probably uh, broadly similar, but very different at the same at the same time because you're doing different things to to enact the the result and your outcome could could be way better um, or a higher volume if you're acquiring rather than organically growing. Um, uh, but the, the, the time is spread in a, in a different way. So, um, and there's more risk in, a, in, in either, um, you know, the risk profile is different. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I, I, uh, I think the 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 sum the summary the last time I talked about this was that actually they are different things, and it's not really one or the other. It's really you should be doing or open to doing both. Right. Um, and, uh, and and one doesn't really replace the you know, if you're acquiring you still should be growing organically as well and, and vice, yeah, vice so versa. you should never stop growing organically but occasionally mm-hmm. you get this kind of step up by acquiring a, a number of clients uh, so I, we could talk for another half hour on this but it seems to me like your biggest danger in acquiring those clients is that you will then lose them because you're not the old uh, owner uh, you're the new owner, uh, and your processes are different, right? And so, forth. so how, uh, how, how do you, you know, and again, we don't have time to go into detail, but what's the first step in making sure that those customers actually stay with you? Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess um, uh, some of that will be baked into the, 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 the deal value. Um, so if the if the clients are not particularly sticky or long commitment, then that's going to devalue the the consideration the seller will get, um, uh, or certainly affect the payment profile. Um, uh, um, assuming that we're past the, the the deal stage, I guess you 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 then be into good planning, um, and uh, and and the, the 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 best words of wisdom I've I, I've heard and absolutely agree with um, here is that you change as little as possible from the from the customer's perspective for as long as possible um so you remove any excuse um or uh, uh, or itch for them to think oh hold on perhaps this isn't good for me um uh, and if you change anything you make it better not not worse right. <laughs> um i like and, that uh, yeah. make you know increase consistency and the client won't notice the difference and so it won't become an issue <laughs> correct correct but it's certainly 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 something to, to 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 manage and it's and it's a big chunk of risk for the buyer um so they they you know, they have to um uh they they have to make it work um and but they'll factor in you'll factor in some attrition anyway as as you do in, in an organic customer base uh, you will you will lose customers and and that's that's uh, you can't you can't stop it fully right. happening. You just have to plan to, uh, to to make it make up for it. Very good, Daniel Welling from WellingMSP.com. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.